Welcome to Slaying the Sale, a podcast full of practical real-life sales lessons that you wish you learned in business school. Your host, Kyle, is a two-time best-selling author, creator of the Slaymaker Method, and in each episode, he and his guests will be answering the tough questions around sales, lead generation, and all things business to help you transform your sales mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Kyle Slaymaker. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Slaying the Sale. I am your awesome host, Kyle Slaymaker, and we're going to just get right into it today. Uh, I've got the one and only Phil, the podcast mogul on, and I am incredibly excited because we've had a very long-standing relationship. Phil, I will let you introduce yourself, though. Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Slaying the Sale with Kyle Slaymaker. If you've heard that, that's then you've heard my voice countless times every time you listen to this podcast. Um, I am a podcast producer, podcast mogul. I love podcasting. I've been in the space for over or close to a decade now. And uh, I have four shows that I host and produce myself as well as producing as an executive producer about 20 other podcasts. And I help uh, launch podcasts with my agency, the podcast launch agency. That's about it. Sorry, my mic was muted there for a minute. (laughs) No worries. That's the cool thing about slaying the sale. We we barely edit, so that'll probably stay in too. Um, There we go. So let's... Let's just get down to the brass tacks. How did you end up becoming doing this full time? Um, it was because of a a job I had that I uh, that I hated at my uh, my uh, employer, not my employer. My management was uh, wasn't the nicest types of people, and it was because of podcasting specifically, the word podcast really. Uh, but I started ten years ago. Uh, with my first show, The Phil Better Show, which was just a movie review show, which is still going today. It's now focused on the 90s movies, action movies that I grew up with. Um, But in 2020, I had a burnout. And uh, I had two months off from working full time. And I just started learning about digital entrepreneurs, people making money online. Like I grew up with the internet. We heard affiliate marketing when I was younger. And we heard that it was a scam. Right, it's something you can't be trusted. Can you still hear me? I can. I hear you loud and clear. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, and uh, <laughs> I th- thought it was a. Yeah, it's gonna be one of those episodes where I come in and out. No. Um, I thought it was a scam. Like when we grew up, the internet was brand new. Like that's what I grew up with. People were like, "Oh, you can't trust the internet." Now, like nearly a debt, like. 20 years later, people are making massive fortunes off it. So I started watching YouTube and this is when the pandemic hit. So everybody was teaching how to make money online because everybody wanted to make money because they were furloughed uh, from work. And at the end of 2020 in November, I decided, hey, I want to learn how to be an entrepreneur because I didn't know how. So I started interviewing people who were successful as entrepreneurs on the podcast, Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur podcast, where that's how we met Kyle. The Kyle was an amazing guest on season three or two, I believe, can't remember, so far, so many years ago. Uh, but yeah, we uh, I started interviewing entrepreneurs learning how they made money online and realized that it's 90% affiliate marketing and just 90% and 10% just talking with people. So I started uh, interviewing people and people asked me like, Hey, can you make a podcast for me? And lo and behold, uh, many successful podcast launches later, I'm, uh, I'm still doing it full time. That's awesome. And for those that don't know, obviously Phil said it in the beginning, but Phil is the guy that does the voiceover, the intro, the outro. Uh, 
Phil is an award-winning, award-winning podcast producer, uh, and I believe host. I believe you're one of them won an award for you, didn't it? So uh, I have, as a producer, I have multiple uh, awards for being a producer of podcasts. My uh, most recent with uh, was Money Grows on Trees. Lloyd Ross won for Best Business Slash Marketing Podcast. He was nominated for two uh, awards, uh, the business as well as educational. Uh, he was up against yourself, uh, Kyle, and two of my other podcasts. So it was a very, very... Um, <laughs> I, w- I was split. I didn't know who I wanted to win. Like I had one for investing yourself, the digital entrepreneur podcast. Actually um, it was the 2020 uh, the year 2020 that I won. So I, I had released the investing yourself podcast in d- December 1st of 2020 with about not more than a 20 episodes released. I think it was even less than that, but those, tw- those episodes released in December were enough to win me uh, best business podcast in 2020 versus people who have been podcasting the whole year um, with hundreds of episodes out. I, w- I was able to win. So um, that my podcast has won one award. So as a host, I've, I've won an award, but uh, money grows on trees has won best business marketing and then another podcast the TWS sports podcast which is an amazing podcast hosted by autistic students at a school for uh, children with special needs and uh, they have won multiple uh, global awards for their podcast and they interview um, sports legends from specifically the UK but also from around the world and uh, they have just been able to do so many great things. So yeah, that podcast, the TWS, I think has won three awards now. As the time of this recording, uh, the the Money Grows on Trees has won one, and uh, you've been nominated as well. That's awesome. That's that's definitely uh, definitely some accomplishments, buddy. Congratulations. Thank you very much. So, what's your favorite part of podcasting? Meeting people. Um, it is. Uh, one of the greatest ways to meet people who you think are outside your network. Like I'm in Montreal, like Montreal isn't the biggest hub for entrepreneurial uh, thing uh, spaces. Uh, there are some uh, entrepreneurial spaces here, but if you really want to meet people who are changing the world, making uh, a living, you have to be in like a hub of business, like Toronto, uh, New York, Los Angeles, Miami, where the people go who have the money and they can, uh, they, they, they movers and shakers are. So being able to have a podcast, I can interact with them. I don't have to be in their location and they don't have to feel like, oh, I have to get all makeup up and go out. We can literally just sit on a, on a Zoom without any uh, cameras and just chat for like 30 to 40 minutes. Yeah. The, the simplicity that podcasting creates or, or utilizes is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, what are, how about some of your favorite guests? Cause I know you've been podcasting for a while. You talk to some pretty people. Let's put you on. So, the spot. so putting me on the spot, um, I would have to say there was uh, Jenna. I, I can't remember her name. She's an upcoming release. Give me one second. I ha- I, I want to get her name right. Janine. Yeah, that's always a good thing. Yeah. Janine Olmore. Uh, Omlar, sorry, Janine Omlar. She was just recently on. She was this amazing uh, uh, guest who actually helped me in my business. Like that's that's what I love about podcasting as well. If you if you have a business oriented podcast, you get this chance mm-hmm. to talk with other business owners and you can talk business and you can learn from them. So she was an amazing uh, 
interview I had, there was, of course, Lloyd Ross, who was I'll always be uh, thankful for and appreciative because he was my first uh, first client who took a, a chance on me and his podcast has been doing tremendously. Um, so but also he taught me about uh, how to save money practically and the power of a side hustle with a main main job, which allowed me to get to where I am today doing podcasting full time. Uh, Don Einhorn, who runs a large uh, rural incubator for startups, and it's an accelerator as well. He was an amazing guest. Ken Cook, who um, like just changed the way I see business. Uh, he has a marketing company, but he markets completely different by licensing licensing out his marketing strategy and methods to other marketing agencies so that they can get the big wins that they need for their clients. So it was very interesting talking with him about that stuff. Oh, that's awesome. And it's interesting you brought up Jean Omar because we run in the same circles. Um, there you go. Yeah, she's, we've got a lot, we were in the same mastermind group together. We have a lot of mutual friends. I know her slightly well, I wouldn't say very well, but slightly well. Um, yeah, it's, it's just amazing how Maybe that's the route that I'll take this in today. When it comes to getting podcast guests, Phil, what do you recommend? Because I think a lot of times people get so, I don't want to call it imposter syndrome, but they, they kind of get intimidated by getting these bigger guests and reaching out to them. What do you recommend? Uh, if you have a podcast, like, obviously some people will be like, okay, what's your numbers? And I have, a, I've had to deal with that because I, I focus more on my podcast than social media. Um, Cause I find like social media is like a full-time job. If you can't afford to hire someone to do social media, find a way to automate it. So you'll always end up with some people saying, Hey, your numbers aren't big enough. And it's like, bro, like, what are you saying? Or what are you, you saying? And so what I say is just figure out who you want to be on your podcast. Like you're talking, Kyle, you're talking with people who use sales and you want to help people understand sales, but also the business world in general. So you look at people who are top performing in your industry. Who is the people, who are the people you want to meet? You write out that list of a hundred people. That's your top 100 people. And then what you do is you look at people that they're connected to. They may not be on the same level, quote unquote. Like if you're looking at Gary Vee, you're like, okay, maybe someone in his, in his company can be somewhat helpful for me to meet because I'm doing marketing. And yes, Gary Vee is the big head honcho of marketing, but he has a staff of thousands of people that do marketing for him and other companies. And that will create a, a great uh, network for you. Cause if you say, yeah, I worked, I've talked to this person who works for Gary V. I talked with this person who works with Tony Robbins, that starts giving you more credibility in the space and just asking people, Hey, would you want to be on my podcast? This is what I want to talk to you about and giving them, this is what we're going to be talking about. This is what we want to focus on. Would you be want to be interested in? And then more and more people are going to be like, yeah, sure. I love to talk about this. Or you mentioned that you heard them on another podcast and you want to follow up with some questions about this specific topic that they talked about by providing value beforehand. Like, it's like, oh, we're just going to talk entrepreneurship. It's like, okay, what part of entrepreneurship? Are we going to talk about people investing in themselves? Are we going to talk about what skills are necessary? Are we going to talk about uh, where they can go to find information, how I do business? When you come when you send out like, hey, this is what we want to talk about. Here are some of the questions I'm going to ask. Uh, would you be interested? Then you get a, a more positive response. And you have to just remember, like, everybody loves podcasting because it's you're providing someone else access to your audience that you're building. So a podcast 
is super powerful. And if they turn you down because they're like, oh, you're not big enough for me, then they're not worth your time and just move on. They aren't a person you want on your uh, your podcast because it's not going to bring value because they think they're bigger than you instead of providing value. Like I'll go on any podcast, be it your first podcast that you ever have to uh, one that has hundreds of millions of downloads. I'll go on it because I understand that podcasters need the support from other podcasters. It's a mutually exclusive, it's a mutually beneficial game. Like if I go on a podcast, I'm going to elevate their podcast if I'm bigger than they are, but if they're bigger than I am, they're going to elevate me and it's going to be a mutual uh, beneficial relationship. Yeah. I, I, I love that. Especially the fact that you're the mindset that you take or the approach that you take with uh, people who may feel they're too big for your podcast, which luckily I've been very fortunate. I've, I've never come across that. Um, but you're exactly right. If somebody is sitting there acting like that you don't want them on your podcast right right get somebody who you I mean but the cool thing is is the bigger guests that I've had have all been very down to earth they've been happy to be on just happy to have that that new audience and stuff like that so I really want to make sure I dissuade anybody from thinking that you know somebody's too big to reach out to because that's really how I've done it it's just been cold emails cold messaging and I've gotten some really cool guests and it's really all because of Phil, because he helped me start my podcast. Hey, I, I just give you the tools. You're the one who who crushed it and smashed it out of the park. I just I just showed you what to do, <laughs> and that's what I love. Because like, I've when I was younger, I I was always told that I have a, a face for radio. And I don't know if it was an insult or not. Uh, I've been told now that I have a voice for radio. So I appreciate that more. And I have a great voice for podcasting. And I always wanted to be on the radio or on TV. And it's super hard because we know how like very tough it is to break into that industry. If you've ever tried to be an actor or something like that, you hear the stories of, oh, actors waiting tables because they, they, they're they waiting for their big break. And a lot of them don't end up having that big break. And the same thing is with radio. It's a very it's who you know, not what you know type industry. But yeah. with podcasting, that op- it, it deregulates, like it's decentralized it fully that anybody can have their own radio show. I think of a podcast as a radio show. It's the evolution of radio. If you have a podcast, you have a 24-hour radio station that you can play and people can listen to when they want, when whenever they want, wherever they are. So whenever someone says, oh, podcasting's not for me, I, it's, I'm like, do you understand like the power of your network that can 10X? Like I have people across the world that like, if I message them, I'm like, hey, I have this person that's interested in being on your podcast, or um, I have this person who would like you on the podcast, would you be interested? And these are people who make like ugh, millions of dollars a year that I normally would not have access to. Like it is the biggest tool for networking in the world because I have I have some guests that refer me years later like I've been doing this podcast for like nearly three years like from my first guest some of them are still referring me guests they're like oh you need to have this person on because they're amazing they talk about this I'm like yes I want to talk to them about their thing because each one of my guests know what what makes the podcast great so they're the best person to refer me guests. And like my network, I can't even believe this. Like I'm a, a kid in Montreal. I was, I say a kid, I'm nearly 40 now. Um, I'm a, I'm an adult and I, my network is 10 X in the three years compared to what it was, uh, what it was uh, 
I, like 2019, like 2019, my network was super small. And then in like three years, my network like tripled in size and with people who are doing amazingly incredible things. So that is a perfect segue into my next question. Uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously you and I know the power of podcasting. Most podcasters will say most podcasters that stick with it understand the power of podcasting. But do you find that or do you feel that podcasting is still a vastly underutilized medium? Yes, 100%. So um, I'm going to get very kind of like technical and into the niche that is podcasting. Um, There's currently, quote unquote, like four to six million podcasts. That's what some podcast platforms say that, that are out there. You'll find some that say there's only like three million. We're going to I'm just going to say there's four million podcasts out there in that four million podcast. There's probably I want to say like under 500,000 that are currently active. And when I say active, they release at least one episode a month. That's that's the bare minimum I'm going to consider an active podcast. If you release the podcast once a month, then you're an active podcast. There's only 500,000, we'll say, of active podcasts when you have other platforms saying there's 4 million. So many people get hit with the what's called pod fade where they, they, they think, oh, podcasting is super easy. It's going to be like... I'm going to be making millions of dollars because they heard about Joe Rogan. They heard about what Barstool Sports are doing or all these other platforms that have the money to put into advertising that puts into teams to create the social media. But when you start a podcast, you're bootstrapping it. And I came from bootstrap podcast. It is extremely difficult, but very simple to figure out. Like podcasting is very simple. If you have Zoom, you have a gamer headset. Like I'm right now on my PlayStation uh, gamer headset talking with you. So like we're using Zoom. I'm using my gamer headset to talk to you and we're having a conversation. That's pretty much a podcast. Like then the next step is uploading it like you say, you don't really edit it. And I think that's, if you're going to do more interview base where you want to have that authentic feel, doing the least amount of editing is the best. But if you want to go into like, there's a, I'm forgetting his name and I hate it that I always forget his name, but he, he has a podcast called Grow the Show. And it's a podcast where he teaches you by interviews and it's more, it's more like kind of documentarial in style interviews where he's like, oh, we're, we're talking with uh, Kyle today and he's t- telling us about the the method he uses to sell. And then he get, does a soundbite of you telling or the guest telling, and then it switches over to the host asking asking a more, produ- uh, more clean cut um, question or giving a discussion on what they just said. So you can go into the full kind of like really radio style, like NPR style, or a PBS style interview where it's very polished and very nice sounding and all that, or you can have the more authentic style like we are currently having where you do the little editing in it, maybe kill some of the spaces, the ums, the ahs, the likes that you want out or any mistakes that need to be edited out, which is a minimum of editing. And that's the simplicity. That's podcasting is simple. It's the growth of your podcast where most people get tired of because they don't realize that you're now running a business and you have to market your business. And most podcasters don't understand the marketing of the business. They don't understand they have to provide value before they start asking for things. And they just assume that, oh, I put out an episode, people are going to listen to it. 
when they they don't understand like no you have to do the seo so that people can find it on google you have to do the promotion on instagram on facebook on tiktok and each one of those platforms have different tools and different styles and strategies to work what works on tiktok is not going to work on facebook what works on facebook is not going to work on you know reddit so when you when you start learning all this stuff it gets overwhelming because you just thought when you started oh i just have to record an episode no you got to record the episode then you have to figure out how you're going to promote the episode you're going to have to figure out where you're going to promote the episode how do you get more listeners so that they can leave reviews like there's thousands of things that go into it and it's just like running a business like when someone starts running a business they don't realize how much work is actually involved in running a business and it's the same thing with podcasting and because of that people think oh the market's saturated because there's like 4 million podcasts out there. If you look on YouTube, which is still growing, there's close to like probably like 10 billion videos on YouTube and people are still becoming, making, getting a thousand subscribers, getting a million subscribers because they're figuring out the strategy behind it. And so, yeah, podcasting is so undervalued as a marketing strategy. I look at it as, like I said before, it is a radio station for either yourself or your business. Just like YouTube is your TV, your TV show or your TV channel. That if you're not utilizing YouTube to promote your business or promote your brand or promote yourself, um, you're you're missing out because they've. It's now comp- like the media world is completely deregulated. You don't need a, a full TV production house to make a TV show to pitch to a network because more and more people are cutting the, the cutting the cable. So it's the same thing with radio. Radio has been dying for years, but no, no one in the industry wants to say it because they don't want to scare off in, uh, advertisers. Podcasting, I, if I'm not mistaken, is supposed to be like, I think $2 billion in advertised revenue coming in. Like there's no other platform, there no other uh, space that is doing that type of money in such a short time. It's only been 20 years podcasting has been around and it's already a $22 uh, billion industry. See, that's, that's awesome to hear. I mean, and, and that's, that's another thing when you, I, I always hear, I get asked all the time, you know, how, what do I need to start a podcast? You know, I need a, do I need a microphone, a camera, you know? those soundproofing boards, anything like that. I was like, no, you just need a phone. Um, yeah, <laughs> a phone. Like, so Lloyd, like going back to my client Lloyd, who again, my number one fan, I'm his biggest fan by far because he took a, a, a chance on me and we're doing amazing things with his podcast. He was like, what do I need? I'm like, do you, you have your phone? Just get a microphone for your phone. And he got his this little like Rode microphone that he plugs into the aux cord or the the charging port, and he just literally sits in his room, records an episode, sends it to me. That's all he has to do. That's like the bare 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 minimum you need. And if even if you don't want to spend money on a proper microphone, your headphones work. There is a podcast. Um, that someone I can't remember his name, and I hate that I can't remember his name, but he records it in his car. Uh, it's like a 15 minute episode and you hear everything you hear the wind you hear the traffic and he leaves his thoughts and then he sends it to his person the person uploads it and leaves it raw like that they may put a jingle at the beginning and an end but it's generally raw and that's and he's just recording it with his phone through his headphones that's all you really need 
for your your podcast. Now, if you want to make it grander, yeah, you can start investing in a microphone, the uh, uh, a mixer, you know, the highlight cameras and all this, like Dan Loke, uh, Grant Cardone. Uh, uh, there's a few others that and uh, Travis uh, Chapel do. They make it a more of a TV show, like a talk show. Like that's where we're seeing the evolution going. It started as a radio. And now we're moving over into more of a talk show type thing where you put it up on YouTube. Now you have YouTube doing all the promotion for you as your, as your, if you want, as the broadcaster, uh, the broadcast channel. Like it's the ABC, NBC, CBC, or CBS. You know, that's what YouTube is now at. And each channel is a, someone else's, uh, is their own, um, own place. That's awesome. So next question, where do you see podcast going from here? Let's say in the next five to 10 years. In the next five to 10 years, uh, I think every major corporation and business will have it part of their marketing strategy. They're going to move less and less from radio and television because it's going to be coming less cost effective. Whereas you can have your own media like this. We're moving into a time where it was like rented medium uh, media. Like if I pay for advertising on, uh, uh, on like a, a TV channel, right? Like let's say I pay for a, a spot at the uh, Super Bowl. It's going to cost me a couple million dollars to, to pay for 30 seconds. At least. And there's no, at least. And there's no guarantee that I'll get a return on my investment. Yeah, I get brand, brand awareness. But the majority of people, unless, <laughs> walk out during the commercials because they're like, I don't got time. I can watch it on YouTube later. Right. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say there's more of a going to be moving towards own media where you, the, the business or the individual owns the medium, which is podcasting. I own it 100%. Like Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, they all rent it from me because they need, they rent my content. And from them renting my content, I, I bring people into my world. The same thing with like a uh, vodcast or video podcasts that are on YouTube. It's, it's, I own the medium. I own the t- content that's going out there. I can guarantee the return on investment because the investment is so little. I don't have to pay to be on YouTube. I don't have to pay to be on pod, uh, on podcast apps. They want me there because they require the content. So I'm going to, I say we're going to see a huge influx of podcasts as business start realizing that spending money on uh, third-party locations is not a cost-effective when I can take the same, let's say, let's say that million dollars that I'm going to pay for you uh, for an ad on the Super Bowl, I take that million dollars and I invested in a small little studio with some good podcasting equipment, like a good microphone, good mixer. I pay a producer to handle all the really technical stuff. And all I have to do is sit there and talk, interview clients, interview guests, giving my name out there. And then I can put that into marketing my podcast that will bring people into my business that they can get to know me because right now most big businesses we don't trust because they say one thing and then they end up doing another whereas with podcasting you can start showing the trust because you're showing the authenticity of who you are you get to hear the day-to-day and you, you can hear them how they act and I can get to know the the CEO or the head of sales or this entrepreneur that I'm going to be like you know what he really aligns with my values or she really aligns with my values or they really align with my values and now you have this more of a relationship because you're showing who you are and it's not gatekeep by the some execs or some uh, big time person anybody can start a podcast and I think we're going to see a lot more podcasts and 
with AI, we're going to see a lot more people starting because most of the work is being taken taken care of. It's automated by AI because there's a there's an interview I have coming up this week with uh, the inventor of Capshaw, the founder of Capshaw, which is this amazing AI tool that literally you put in your audio in and it will give you your show notes. It will give you a transcription. It will give you the title of your episode, key points of your episode. And I believe they just launched the second part where it's where you can edit inside their app that takes hours out of your day and that can save you money um so it make it's making podcasting more and more uh accessible and i see that it, we're going to see a huge influx in the coming years i think we're going to probably see an explosion of podcasts slash vodcasts in the next five years where radio is pretty much going to be replaced by podcasts so let's say that you have a podcast right now or you're about to start a podcast. You're getting in still technically on the ground floor. Um, but when these bigger corporations come in and start dumping, you know, tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars into the podcast world, um, what advice do you have for these lesser capital having podcasts to be able to compete? they have a bigger advantage. Um, like uh, the smaller guy has a huge advantage, whereas the big corporations don't because the big corporations are already um, cemented in their values, cemented in their positions on certain, certain things. And it takes like monumental change. Like anybody who's ever worked for a corporation and tried to get a, a procedure changed or outdated knows how long it takes to get things approved because it has to go through legal, it has to go through marketing, it has to go through this person and that person. So they they can't they can't pivot as quickly as someone who's just like me and you, Kyle, who we're we're the pretty much our business. Obviously, we have uh, VAs or contract workers or even one or two employees. We're not this massive corporation. So if we want to make a change, we're the decision makers. We make that decision. So as an independent podcaster, you have a lot a lot more um, space to be creative and figure out, okay, how are we going to market this podcast? We can go into Facebook groups and we can talk about our podcast mm -hmm. or talk with people, mm -hmm. whereas big brands, they can't, they won't go into the small groups because they don't see it worthwhile their time. Where if let's say ESPN, they had one of their ESPN people come in, like one of the reporters jump into a Facebook group of let's say 5,000 people and starts talking about sports with the, the members of that community. Let's say it's like you're in Pittsburgh, right? Philadelphia, no, yeah, you're in Pittsburgh. No, sorry, I'm, well, I'm, I'm near, yeah, I'm like muted on everything today. Um, <laughs> it never feels, I'm so, so tired after last night. Um, I'm outside of Pittsburgh. I'm in Lancaster. So I'm about four hours away from Pittsburgh. So Yeah. So if we look at, let's say ESPN comes into a, a Penguins, Pittsburgh Penguins, we'll take it. NHL hockey is my favorite thing, sport. So we look at the Pittsburgh Penguins. If an ESPN reporter jumps into a small Pittsburgh Penguins group and starts talking about, hey, you know what Crosby did or last night's game, there's going to be a lot more engagement. But ESPN won't do that. They don't do that because they regulate their employees, that their employees can't be doing certain things on social media. There's a very code of conduct they have to follow. Whereas if you have this independent podcaster that's talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins, he can jump into those groups and create connections with those members. And then he can mention, or they can mention that they have a podcast. 
now they mentioned, hey, I have a podcast that actually talked about uh, the troubles that Sidney Crosby is having this season because of an injury. People are going to be like, oh, this dude's one of us. He's he's he knows his stuff. He's talked about it. I I enjoy his co his conversations and posts in our Facebook group because he's adding value or they're adding value. And then they go and listen to the podcast and then they become a fan of it. And then they end up telling other friends about it. And the biggest power of uh, marketing is is word of mouth marketing. It, it's been proven time and time again that word of mouth marketing is the best form of marketing because it comes with inherent trust. If I tell you, Kyle, hey, I think you should listen to the Money Grows on Trees podcast if you want help with investing in your finances or investing uh, in the stock market, you're going to take my word a lot more than if you see an ad on Facebook that says, Money Grows on Trees, the best podcast to help you make money through the stock market. You're going to be like, eh, that person paid for it. So how much, how truth is it? Versus if you have someone that you're you're connected with that says, hey, you should listen to this podcast because it's going to help you invest in, in the stock market. There's, whereas big business, yeah, they can dump tons of money into awareness, but the the trust isn't there because we we understand that it's paid for. Whereas word of mouth isn't paid for. Word of mouth is coming from someone you trust. So a small guy just has to build up a small level of trust from people by being actively involved in the communities that they represent on their podcast. So if it is if it is the Pittsburgh Penguins, join as many Pittsburgh Penguins groups as you can and as well as like NHL groups and have pro positive conversations. Don't be harking your podcast every every comment mention that you have a podcast once in a while and people will be start engaging oh really you have a podcast let's hear it and then you can send post a link and that way you're building trust with your audience you're becoming bigger and versus someone like ESPN we already know what ESPN wants they, they just want the views so that they can charge more for advertising and sell us stuff whereas a homegrown person doesn't necessarily want to sell you something they just want to give off their advice or give give their opinion on something I think you're you're absolutely dead on um man this has turned out to be a great conversation <laughs> not that it, not that I had any doubts of that at all um you didn't know how big and great it was going to be I know I know. I, I love that we took the route of like the, you know, where's podcasting going? Um, mm -hmm. Because I, I really do think like on a local level, um, at least here in central PA, like I don't know of very many podcasts. I know there are podcasts out there, but I don't know of very many of them. I, I can think of like three, four, maybe five if I'm lucky. Um, so, you know, getting in on the ground floor right now is, is going to be so, so important. And, the, you know, you got to strike while the iron's hot, especially when it's aside, I think aside from hosting, um, I mean, you can start a podcast for free. Yeah, no, you can even with uh, everything can be 100% free because you have Spotify, which was Spotify for podcasters, which we used to be anchor um, or they still anchor by Spotify. I don't know what they're going by, but anchor is completely free you the there is some stuff that i don't like that they do and i don't believe in the the idea of exclusivity of your podcast because if you're only exclusive on one brand if we look what happened to joe rogan he lost a massive amount of uh, uh downloads from being exclusive on spotify okay, so but to be fair you know i gotta push it he may have lost a massive amount of downloads but he gained a massive amount of money 
Oh yeah, no, but that mass. It, but let, let's look at other exclusivities. Like, yeah, he got that hundred million dollars, and he can put his ads and his business in there. But I'm, I can probably say for near certainty that those ads aren't getting the same click-through rate that they were when he was on Apple, on Amazon, on Google. Yeah. Like he, he can't even, he can't even put his video onto YouTube anymore because of the exclusivity. He can only put clips of his episode on YouTube now. Now you're losing out on YouTube money. And he was probably having one of the higher CPMs on YouTube because of his size. And now he's losing that money in the, in the short term. Yeah. hundred million in the short term is good. But if we look at the long term, he probably could make triple that in five years if he was staying on YouTube because YouTube would continually push his podcast clips uh, and uh, episodes out to a, a larger audience, meaning more people are seeing the ads that YouTube plays, more people are seeing the affiliate links that are in his show notes, allowing more people to sign up, which gives him recurring income. See, that's, that's where the exclusivity hurts you because you don't get that, uh, that major push. You're only on, if I can only watch a show on ABC and I can't watch it on NBC, well, you're missing out on a full different type of demographic that may not know about your podcast, may not know about your show because they don't watch NBC because they can't get it. Um, or they, they don't get the PBS East cause they're on the West coast and they don't get the same, the same content out there. Um, being exclusive is probably what hurts more podcasts. Like, oh, I only do it. I only do podcasting on YouTube. I don't put my podcast out there. Then you're losing out because a lot of people listen to podcasts while they're driving. They can't watch YouTube while they're driving because it's distractive driving. They'll get a ticket and they'll get in trouble. So now you're like, you're losing out because you're only focused on the short term instead of looking at the long term. Like the, the podcasting world is only 20 years old. Like, the, like it's probably started in the 80s when it was called an audio blog. And that's when the internet was started. But when uh, in 2004, when uh, Steve Jobs came out and introduced the iPod Classic, he coined the term podcast specifically because it was, you can listen to music and stuff and talk radio on your pod podcast iPod, right? So that's where podcasts come from. It's a pod that's casted onto it. So like our industry, this industry is like, if you want 40 years old, but in reality, the modern version of podcast is only 20 years old, whereas radio and television have been over, have been here for over a hundred years. So like our, our, this industry is super young and it's just growing and it's already making more money uh, than whatever, uh, television has done in that its first 20 years, you know? So like podcasting is still new. I think it's going to be bringing back more local journalism as well because of the cost of entry is so low. Like you don't even need a website. All you need is something to record on and edit and everything is free. You have Audacity, which is free. You have GarageBand, which is free on a Mac. If you have a Mac, you have a GarageBand. There's web-based uh, editors now that, that are even more free. All you have to do is free uh, audio editor online you'll find something that is using the cloud. So even if you don't have a strong computer or you have no space on your computer, you can get editing things, software online. You can edit on your phone. So if you have your phone, you already have a podcast. You just have to upload it. Like this is going to be lowering the cost of entry. Like local, local journalism is going to come back. We're going to see, I feel an influx of people being held accountable like politicians, corporations being held accountable because you have these smaller 
uh, entities now being able to f do the research and talk about it and get their message out there. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. Well, Phil, I think that's it's a good spot to to wrap up here. We we exhausted my question list pretty quick. Uh, I'll, let you, I'll let you end with obviously where people can find you at, but uh, do you have any advice for, for any podcasters out there right now? If you are, okay, so I'm going to say this. I'm going to promote first, make sure you're subscribed to uh, the Slaying the Sale uh, so, that you, so that you can promote it. And any platform that you choose, Apple, Spotify, all those, wherever you're listening to this right now, make sure you're subscribed and tell one friend just tell one friend about the episode, either this one or any one of the amazing episodes that Kyle has released already. Doing that will help grow this podcast and more people can learn from what Kyle's talking to, get past the sales buffs that they have or learn about business from people who are more successful because podcasting is the education of the future. The reason I named my, my podcast Investing Yourself the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast is because I want people to invest in themselves. So podcasting is a free education. You don't have to pay for it. You get to listen to as many teachers and many mentors as you want. So make sure you subscribe to this podcast, suggest this podcast or refer this podcast to a friend so that they can listen. That's what I want you to do. If you want to follow me, it's very simple. Go on to Instagram, look up podcast mogul that's simple simply my name on instagram you can follow me there podcast mogul i try my hardest to put out content every day on podcasting i don't use it to promote any episodes of mine you will because i don't believe in promoting my episodes on uh instagram i believe that instagram is a place where i should be providing value and my episodes as much value as they they are there i'm looking to support podcasters so i talk about uh the podcast world how you can be a better podcaster, how you can grow your podcast. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, please feel free to go to my Instagram podcast mogul, DM me. I'll be more than happy to talk to you. I'll give away my, I'll give away all my knowledge for free because I think everybody should have a podcast. That's, that's my main, uh, main takeaway. If you, and if you're starting a podcast, figure out who you want to help. Once you know who you want to help, who you want to talk to, then you can start building the show and figuring out if it's going to be a solo show, an interview show, an educational show, whatever it is. Once you know who you're helping, you'll figure out how to help them. And then you'll have your podcast pretty much made and done. I love it. Well, Phil, thank you very, very much, bud. It's been fun. I appreciate you coming on. It's my pleasure. I am so happy to have been a, a guest on your show and I can't wait to see you get, win, win an award. We're going to get you an award. By the way, I, I'll have to talk to you off air. There's another award ceremony that I want you to apply for. Consider it done. All right. To my faithful listeners, thank you very much and I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us this week on Slaying the Sale. If you're interested in knowing more about Kyle, make sure you head over to his website, theslaymakermethod.com and pick up a copy of his best-selling books. Then head to Facebook to join his private group, Slaymaker Sales Mastery, to become the number one salesperson in your company. And until next time, remember to keep slaying the sale.